Awakening through love. Awakening through love. Disarming this human silence. When the mind and its willful opinions step aside. Ah, a new kind of hearing. This heart permeates the entire world. Listen, listen, listen. Nature, your own body, this breath, space, have so much to tell you. For we are not separate, not lost, not broken. We belong to the silence, to the sparkling liveliness. We belong to love. I've been told that love is a loaded word, which is perfect for practice. Because when we hear a word that holds so much, be it our productions, our expectations, our fears, if only my mother loved me in such and such a way, if only my parents could have expressed their love, if only my children or my partner were, could. Perhaps the real dot, dot, dot is, if only I were worthy of love. What is it like to free love from our sense of unworthiness, from our ideals and projections? What is it to take up love as our practice, which is exactly what we're doing this week, loving kindness, Sashin. Did you accidentally sign up? Are you here to learn to love? Are you here because you know the heart is clouded? Clouded by ideas, judgments. Are you here because you know there's so much more capacity in the human heart? Are you here because you've touched glimmers of unconditional love? pure love, joy, peace, space, all the, all the ways we can talk about love. So in taking up loving kindness as our practice this week, perhaps we are faced with these ideals, these projections, longings, desires, perfectionism, shames, rejections, For love touches so much of our human experience. Agape, eros, philia. And perhaps in inviting love as our practice, we are open to discovering new ways of loving and new ways of appreciating what love is. So, What if love were more of an absence 
than a presence of some feeling state? What if love was the absence of embellishment or wishing things were different than they are? The absence of pride or even that subtle sense of separation? What if love were more like lighting a candle in a dark room? Lighting a candle in a dark room or turning on a light switch. An opportunity to see, feel, hear, experience what's, what's really going on here. To taste, know intimately the fullness of life beyond our liking and our disliking. There's this image um, from the Tibetan tradition for meditation, and it's a way of appreciating the non-dual aspect of awareness. And so the image is lighting a candle in a hollow doll. And so the doll's mouth and eyes and ears and nose um, are hollow holes, like our own face. And you light the candle in the hara, and the light comes out of all of those orifices all at once. And so awareness isn't actually broken up into these senses, into our sensory experience. We experience it sometimes that way, as if seeing and hearing and tasting and touching and feeling and knowing and thinking we're all separate functions. But awareness is is functioning freely through all of those. Like lighting a candle in a dark room, we reveal in zazen, in the quality of our attention, what was hidden. And slow by slow, we see or hear or taste or feel more of what is really going on here. Coming to know ourselves more intimately. And that's the heart of session loving kindness, or whatever the theme is. As I was working on this talk, I went out to the place where I'm staying, Liberation Hall, and um, I was writing and looking out the window. I wanted to be close to the misty morning, uh, the valley. I love the valley so much. And those two little fawns entered my awareness, and the mother was licking one of the fawns behind. And I thought, oh, there's a demonstration of love, a reminder that love is activity. Perhaps we talk about non-discriminating awareness. But there's this, this like beautiful display of love in nature happening all the time the way that the swallows care for the one who's sitting on the nest, 
by bringing that one food. The way the mother deer cares for her two little, teeny tiny, still little wet (laughs) babies. And perhaps you've seen a lot of other examples that I haven't seen yet. This example of love as service to another. And Chosen Roshi used to say, she probably still says this, um, that as an ordained person, the monastery becomes your body. The monastery, the grounds, the garden. Few of us have really been able to step in that. Maybe Miyoyu is the best example of really like caring for all beings. Like that doe cares for the fawn. Like that's not, you know, like, oh, my body stops here and then there's my child's body, but it's like one body. And that's how we care for each other. So, you know, in a very simple way, the example of having service positions. Everybody has something that they're doing this session. And if you're at home, you have your own things that you're doing that are part of the session now, right? Um, but if, if you have a service position either in the zendo or on meal cleanup or on work, there's this opportunity to live in service of the whole. It's just like the activity of loving kindness happening as you pass the bowl, as you wash the dish, as you hold the door open for another. It's all the all the ways that we expand our awareness beyond ourselves just by practicing in community. Creating a space for each person to to practice. So love is activity. Love is absence. Love is connection. This is the heart of meditation. So we sometimes uh, sit down and feel separate, isolated, or are stuck in a thought train or a narration or some inner sense of something is not right. And to begin meditation, and this could be in the meditation hall or anywhere, in the shower, in, the, in your bed as you're falling asleep, in the forest, We make connection. We return to present moment experience through our senses. And in that moment, there actually is no separation. Connected to breath. Breath doesn't belong to anyone. Who's breathing, right? You're not making yourself breathe. It's happening. Connected to sound. So love is connection, and connection is the heart of our zazen practice. And, you know, maybe I'm speaking in a more romantic way about um, meditation, but that, that connection, we do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. We rediscover the breath, rediscover the breath, rediscover the tingling or sparkling liveliness, as 
as Bancho has been pointing us to, of the body, or rediscover the hands, or rediscover sound. And we make that connection. And that is the heart, the beginning, the most essential part of Sazen, is that turning. Turning. And so we have many practices, and I hope everyone has some stabilizing practice, something that you have, have used throughout your practice life, throughout your spiritual life, to connect you to present moment experience. Breath, body sensations, sounds. Those are the three primary ones we teach in this, in this um, lineage. But if you've been working on another practice, um, and you're a resident here, Whatever that is, working with that as your stabilizing practice. And then Bancho today, he offered the, the full uh, loving-kindness phrases and, and opening to self, to a dear one, to acquaintance, to enemy or someone we're in conflict with. And that's another, another way of stabilizing, is using those phrases. You don't have to do the whole sequence. He gave it to us, and we'll be unpacking that throughout the whole session. Um, for some people, the phrases are really stabilizing. Your mind is active, and you just come back to, may I be at peace. You visualize that dear one. You visualize yourself. And sending loving kindness, coming back to that intention. For others, repeating the phrases can make the mind can feel more complicated. So stay with your stabilizing practice and explore ways of infusing that practice with kindness. I hope during this talk to open up what the facets of loving kindness, the facets of love. And so that we have many different entryways in approaching this amazing opportunity to blend our zazen more fully with loving kindness. And if a practice is new, we'll be offering some guided meditations. If a practice is new and you'd like to try it, try it. Try the guided meditation, then keep that if something if something interests you, if it piques your attention, if you, if you feel some edge there. And edges can be an opening or a resistance. And it's good to explore both. Love is connection. And when we connect to present moment experience, there is an opening into intimacy. You know, a word we use to describe love in, in such a human way. And so I've heard many teachers talk about intimacy being what this zazen is all about. Love is devotion. Zazen is devotion. It's another aspect of meditation. We, we come into contact, we connect with some aspect of present moment experience, body, breath, heart center, sound. And then we stay interested, we stay engaged. And that staying is an act of devotion. That coming back to is an act of devotion. I often say, 
you're, you have full permission to fall in love with your practice. Fall in love with your breath. Fall in love with listening. Like, let go into wild abandon. This practice doesn't need to be wrote. It can be filled with the, the, the heart of your devotion. Infuse your zazen if you have access to that. Infuse your chanting, your walking, your embodiment. And also maybe devotion is something we learn. If devotion is something you feel a little, I don't know, resentful of or uh, curious about, let it be an aspect of this facet, a facet of this jewel of love that we're exploring together. Love is surrender. That's another aspect of zazen. We connect, we stay, investigate, explore, like getting to know a new lover, a breath, a body. And sometimes we surrender. That's the only action we can take to what is happening. A full surrender to this moment. What does that even mean? A surrender from the the narration, the, the will to what's actually happening. Love is a listening. I had never heard um, what Bancho told us last night, that Sashin has three ears. Mm. I thought, oh, we listen with the head, which is what we're used to doing. We're taking in information, seeing does that make sense with my worldview? What are my arguments against that? My yes buts. How do I understand these teachings conceptually? Sometimes that's really helpful. Get a grasp on what is loving kindness? How do I understand that? That's only one facet of listening. We also listen with the heart. What's that experience like? To hear or know your life from the heart. Wherever you find the heart. I sometimes translate that line from the grassroots hermitage, though this hut is small, it includes the entire world. Though this heart is small, it includes the entire world. Perhaps the heart is an entrance into a kind of silence. One of the ways I also experience listening from the heart is the heart has the ability to hold multiple truths. Like the mind usually likes either or, either or, and can kind of get an argument about either or, either this is true or that is true. The heart can hold so many conflicting feelings at once. You don't even have to label them, but there can be joy and excitement and nervousness and fear all coexisting at once. A heart can hold all these many facets of, of love. The heart can hold 
yes and, yes and, yes and, what else is true, as Hogan Roshi sometimes says. And then the third way to listen, listening with the body, listening from the hara, listening with the body, listening to the body, listening with the soma, you know, like going for a walk in the woods. We're doing nature walk for those at home. I invite you to do nature walk, even if it's walking in your yard. Just like walking barefoot and feeling the grass and the earth. It's like there's a, there's a relationship. There's a, the body, like our soma responds to the earth soma. And that happens, you don't have to walk barefoot in the forest and just have that imprint because I just did it in my feet and it has filled my body. Um, but we listen with the body, we feel the breeze and the humidity and the bird song and the air and the sky are imprinted, impacted. You know, coming back to Sishin after living here for 11 and a half years, like, this is a blessing, this forest. Like, Wow, for those of you who um, don't live here, like soak it in. It's like my nervous system is, whew. I've noticed that in my cat too, her nervous system is like, whew. she's become a little more wild back in the country. And for those of you who do live here, it's a magical place. Rediscover it. I regret that I sometimes neglected the forest during session when I lived here. Love isn't about feeling a particular way or holding on to a particular state of mind. So let love be a yes and, a yes and. Let's discover many facets of love this session. Let's not get one good experience and then try to recreate it. Although the mind likes to do that. Love is openness. Openness. I love that word, openness. Open the hand of thought. Notice the places in your experience where there's just this clutching resisting what does an open hand feel like internally the openness is also a synonym for emptiness and i think emptiness is an important aspect of practice to introduce during loving kindness session Emptiness, no fixed self. Nothing is fixed. Emptiness, spaciousness. Zazen gives us the space to experience our lives. It's generous. Emptiness, a, an appreciation of the human silence we co-create together.
Nobody's expecting you to be anything in particular during this session. We expect you to show up on time. There's like so much permission in emptiness or openness or spaciousness to let be without agenda. Openness, also the quality of equanimity. Sometimes also think of it as seeing the sameness within each thing, like sitting at that moment of arising, all things made of space. We've been appreciating Bancho's guidance of embodiment, like the senses we experience when we tune into the body. We can feel the, the touches and the, the temperature. We also feel that tingling liveliness as he's inviting us into our sparkling liveliness. And another aspect of the body is space, like allowing space within to be part of our experience. Space of mind, space of body, space of heart. Love is enjoyment. Let's. Let's celebrate that one this session. Allowing ourselves to relax into this practice. During Ango last year, we were working with this quality of contentment that Guagu um, introduced in his book, Silent Illumination. Contentment. He said, that's like the first quality of Zazen. non-resistance to experience. And I also, also often think of that, like we can talk, you know, non-resistance, non-reactivity, you know, if we had that, we probably wouldn't be doing session. If that was like our, our, our everyday experience. So it's also like meeting ourselves where we're at, meeting the resistance without resistance, or meeting the resistance to resistance without resistance, however far back you go even if it's like a hundred resistances to resistance. You're meeting that with curiosity and openness and like peeling slowly, we get to peel back those layers that we put on to experience. If we're willing to stay with it with curiosity, which is my next love is curiosity and wonder. When all of these qualities that I'm speaking of still feel abstract, still feel like concepts, like meet yourself, where is their direct experience? You probably all have some experience of curiosity or interest or kindness. Practicing kindness. And Chosen Roshi would say, oh, kind hands. How do you touch things? How do you touch your body? Infusing that with kindness. 
another facet of love is forgiveness, which can be another entrance gate. What would it be like right now if all were forgiven? Past resentments, past blames, thought experiment. Let's just forgive. Forgive ourselves, forgive others. Just for this moment. Tara Brock, after practicing forgiveness for many, many years, just developed this, this mudra of forgiveness where when she noticed herself criticizing herself, would just tap her heart twice and say, forgive, forgive, or forgiven, forgiven. How much do we carry around This, these like things that happened in the past, trying to fix them 10 years ago, 20 years ago, trying to fix them still, trying to work them out. Forgiven, forgiven. Love is gratitude. appreciation it's a way in right now what are you grateful for love also includes all of our longing our desire for wholeness for freedom for truth for beauty for the mystery whatever propels you on the spiritual path That's love. That's vow. That's the stuff of vow. So I wanted to flesh out the many facets of love and please discover more this session. And I also want to let love live in ambiguity. We don't need to define it. don't need to get all conceptual about love. Let's drop into the heart, drop into the body. Perhaps they already know. So notice, notice which aspects of love are conceptual for you and which ones are experiential, known on that body and heart level. Suzuki Roshi, used to say, there is no enlightenment, just enlightened activity. Another quote that I like, enlightenment is what happens when all that is left of us is love. And so we can only start where we are, right here in the sacred mess of our lives, right here in this slippery present moment, right here in whatever is arising, be it grief, tiredness, disappointment, impatience, fear, pain, desire, 
argument, judgment. We meet our life through whatever practice we're doing. Connecting to the present moment gives us the opportunity to peer underneath the level of thought, concept, ideation. Perhaps everything that arises during this session is an opportunity to love, is teaching us how to love, how to include, how to open, is teaching us about gratitude or forgiveness about connection or intimacy or curiosity or wonder. Perhaps we will have countless opportunities to be kind to ourselves when we forget to love and then remember. So notice what opens your heart. Is a continuous invitation to be with your heart space. Feel your heart space. What opens your heart? What touches you? What gets underneath your conceptual mind, your arguments? Where do you find relaxation or kindness? When does kindness, compassion, joy, equanimity arise naturally? Or the other qualities, contentment, creativity, space. And are these qualities always in the background? Notice when the heart feels closed. What's going on in the mind? What thoughts, what ideas, what beliefs? appear to close the heart? What is that sensation of having a closed heart? Is it, I don't like this? I don't like what my heart is feeling? What happens if you relax that? What happens when you bring curiosity or compassion to that closed heart? Does loving-kindness show up in your dreams? What teachings come through that realm? Sashin is always an opportunity to practice continuously. On the cushion, in nature, walking, drinking, tea, sitting, before we fall asleep, when we wake up, every moment, every moment, a study of Love, kindness, compassion, joy. So Bancho and I will be offering a sanzen tonight, and I'll offer group sanzen for those online uh, right after this. And sanzen is an opportunity to clarify practice together, to touch hearts, to do zazen together. But if you have any questions bubbling up about what your practice is, that's a perfect opportunity to clarify. We want to make sure everyone has a a practice that they're working with for this session. Thank you, everyone, for being here, for supporting each other in this investigation of 
opening the heart, learning to love. 